Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yeah. How you doing? Well, uh, think about how I, I got to get my, my priorities in order. Pri- what are, oh, right. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is something we talked about. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there's, there, there's healthcare. There's, yeah. there's earthquakes. There's a lot there's of big things going on. A lot of big on, things going on. I am all up, uh, just twisted up in a knot at the idea that Comic-Con might leave San Diego in a few <laughs> years. Um, but um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the balm for what's ailing me here. Oh, okay. Bomb. Is, is, well done. Is is our hilarious guest? Yeah, uh, we haven't had a guest in a while, so that's true. Uh, this this is this is going to be good. It's sort of uh, just wash the uh, the crud of uh, of just you and me talking. <laughs> yeah, just the, the narcissism that's been. In <laughs> you know, some people say they enjoy you and me. <laughs> okay, but and that uh, is the majority of the episodes. Yeah. Uh, All right. No, who's who's our guest this week, Tyler? Oh, he's right there. You <laughs> it's can, me. You could introduce him if you wanted to. It's Kyle Kinane, everybody. Kyle, hello. Kinane. <laughs> How you doing there, Kyle? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> All right. Okay, man. Just you just pepped right up there. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't. I wanted to jump in and say I'm all all for narcissism and and the, and the doom of the earth. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, so let's get into it. Now, have you ever been to a to a Comic Con, San Diego or otherwise, any sort of comic book convention? No. Or movie convention? No. This is great. I I have I have, I have known nothing of what <laughs> anything we're about to talk about. I'm a, I'm a real. A real dull apple with all this <laughs> movies and comic books. It's a phrase. It'll Is catch that, on. Okay, <laughs> I'm a real dull right. apple. <laughs> it's an apple. Ugh, it's just too dull for it's, me. You mean dull? It's like a wet blanket, but not. <laughs> it's still got personality. It just uh, doesn't. I. You know I mean, what? You, like, you mean dull as far as. Like luster, right? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Apple is actually has like sharp edges. Yeah. You guys are a couple uh, real shining fruits over here. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a real dull apple when it comes to movies and comic books. I do. No, like, no, that's not what I meant. But. I do like yeah. the phrase. I do like the phrase "wet blanket" because it really it's one of those few phrases that like, oh yeah, I imagine a wet blanket. It sounds terrible. Oh, it does. Nothing or, sounds worse. Or call, really, yeah, calling somebody a drip. <laughs> Ugh. This guy's a real drip. It's uh, you can insult somebody, you can cut to the core of somebody so much easier using clean, basic terms. <laughs> um, yeah, a uh, friend of the show, Mike Mike Schmidt, uh, once uh, used the term sw- uh, "swing and a miss" guy, <laughs> as a, like describing a person. That yeah. guy is a swing and a miss. <laughs> he is a swing and a miss. He's a strike. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like, I've used that because every once in a while you'll meet someone you're just like. Yeah, that guy's a dull apple. That guy's a swing and a miss. <laughs> a swing and a miss is such a, like just a complete dismissal of a person's worth in life. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's all encompassing. Because <laughs> yeah. it implies that he's trying and he's not succeeding. <laughs> that's and that's even more that's even more hurtful. It's like you're giving it a shot and you're failing. As opposed to somebody, that maybe maybe laziness is their fault. It's like no, you're really putting forth an effort and you suck. <laughs> all right, now. Already, hey, we've got a nice rapport going, and of course, the reason for that is, hey, we're all, we all went to Columbia College, Chicago. It's just, it's that's what right. happens. Is that really it? Yeah. Yes, we all went. to Well, that. I don't know if that's. Oh, I didn't, This is going. Well, I didn't. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, you and I once uh, discussed it in a bar, but uh, don't ever I refer know. to. <laughs> I didn't even know his name was David until you said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> on the air here, I'm like, I, I'm sure I met him 19 times, and I don't remember these things. Oh, okay. Yes, but uh, but yes, we all went to the same uh, same college, and I think there's like a one, like one or two years of overlap. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, but yeah. So uh, now, what but, did you what did you study at Columbia yeah. College, Ugh. Chicago? 
What didn't I study? <laughs> I literally I stayed there until they're like until I told me you have you have to graduate. <laughs> you have all these credit. You, you're getting you're getting a bachelor's degree. <laughs> but it was Columbia, so it's like now you tell us what you want your bachelor's degree in. <laughs> like, I guess uh, I don't know. Like I didn't get all the requirements for fiction writing. Could it be just like a general creative writing? You got it. Just get out of here. <laughs> You're done. We can't do anything else with you. So you sk- okay? Uh, well, let's let's go a little further back. Uh, we we want to get to know uh, a Kyle Kinane, where know. you started, and where you're going to end. That actually sounds <laughs> <right>. wrong. <laughs> but uh, started but, yeah, in the womb, you- ended in the grave. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Any other details? <laughs> I'm an old pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Does anything else really matter when you think about it? Um, but That's uh, just filler. <laughs> uh, so so yeah. So where did you? Uh, so you're from Chicago originally, correct? Mm-hmm. I grew up in Addison, Illinois. Okay. Mm. Um, and so what? Uh, so you're a comedian now. When did you uh, start to head towards that? Or how about this? When did you decide that you wanted to do something? Uh, something creative. You had something you wanted to get out. Oh, I always, I always uh, was either. I was in some real uh, crappy yet beloved bands okay. back in the day. I mean, I'm sure they would be crappy to other people, but I really liked it. And mm-hmm. uh, and then there was that, and then I started doing comedy in 99, which was uh, like a terrifying thing because it was all these uh, punk rock guys. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go do a comedy open mic. Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, like you're going to make people laugh on purpose or something? <laughs> <laughs> and now comedy's this cool thing, and it's all the hip mm-hmm. to that, but... It, it was uh, this really. I, I was terrified to tell people. So you, you, you're. T- it sounds like you're saying that you were doing it before it was cool. I guess so. Well, in 1999, you tell me it was a little ways back. Oh. And, and how many years were you into your Columbia education in 1999? <laughs> I actually, I actually got into comedy because I met, I met some guy. I did it like I did some casting call, some open call thing. I read in the newspaper like, oh, anybody can try for back when HBO was doing just cattle calls for a comedy mm-hmm. festival. Mm-hmm. And I went and I sat there. I did two minutes of some bullshit I made up. And then I did like, okay, I did that. I tried stand-up comedy in my life. Check <laughs> it off. Back to your whatever you're doing. And then I saw a guy, one of the guys in my class in Columbia that I saw there. I'm like, oh, hey, I saw you at this thing. Are there? How do you get into comedy? He's like, oh, there's open mics everywhere. And was, I had no idea. And he showed me about, this was before the internet, mm-hmm. if you can believe that that existed. I've heard of that time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You had to pick up the right uh, alternative newspaper to find uh, those. Those, but uh, and yeah, I just started doing that, and that was it. That was I knew that's what I wanted to do. Hmm. So, now, do you, I mean, Chicago has a reputation as being like a sort of uh, you know group improv comedy, uh, like improv. Yeah. Town. Uh, how prevalent is stand up? Is there overlap, or there was, is it? Are it there, was like this weird West Side Story thing going <laughs> right. on with like. Like, whoa, that guy's a sketch dude. What's he doing over here? <laughs> this is our turf, man. It was really, it, it really had this nonsensical. Like, all right, well, I mean, I know he's a second city guy, but he's pretty funny with stand up, too. So, all right, we'll let him hang out. <laughs> Why? Just just the, the need to have your own little turf and click, especially when everybody's in their early 20s. It's still. Mm. Like everybody would just, you know, you divide music until it's only you and a friend that like some, <laughs> you know, arrhythmic uh-huh. chanting CD that you found from Bulgaria. And if the third person likes it, then it's mainstream. You have to find something else. And so stand up was this sheltered little, 
nobody else can touch it because we're the elite few. And if anybody wants to mix, no, they can't do it. Go, go to your corporate haven, Second City. <laughs> go, go make some money. And those guys really make like $15 a show. And meanwhile, everybody's like, man, I hope I get to work at Zany's for a week. I can really use the 300 bucks for, for emceeing 97 shows Tuesday through Sunday. <laughs> so, so I take it you never uh, dabbled in the improv thing. I did, I did at Columbia. I took improv. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, it was fun. It was. I had fun. It's playtime. It's all. <laughs> everything is playtime. Everything we're doing is playtime. We've succeeded in life. We're playing right now. We're, oh, we're, hang on a minute. What do you think this podcast is? It's full, do you think we're getting paid for this? No, but you don't oh, get okay. paid for playtime. But oh, you go, okay. hey, I'm going to come to my house and we'll talk about movies. <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do want to do that. All right. Well, that's, it's that's a delightful. Great. It's a delightful time to be a, an adult because you don't have to act like one. I I uh, I agree with that. David and I, I think we uh, we we talked uh, the other day uh, about about this the other episode that um, it's really quite astounding. Like all the things that you grew up being used to, uh, like just having to be a lot of places on time and having to eat like certain things and all that. Yeah. None of that happened. I mean, I get, I work from home, so I guess there's a little difference. You know, I don't like have a specific job to report to, Yeah. but like, uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, I can eat whatever I want. Yeah. I ate, uh, some toast yesterday. That was all I had all day. <laughs> so, uh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not saying that's how it should be, but I'm saying it's how it can be. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty great. Hey, I stayed up to like two last night, even though I had to be at work today. No one told me to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See? yeah so, and part of me sometimes is like, I really need some kind of like, I'm, I'm happy. I live in Los Angeles where bars close at two. Right. I need somebody. Where you have to go home now because <laughs> the Chicago bars are open till four and you're there. And you're like, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> I'm just, oh, God. Then you go out and you eat, and you just eat, you eat something like you get like a pastrami burrito. <laughs> and you're like, I'm making these choices because nobody's telling me I shouldn't. So, I mean, it's also it's also bad. But, but the fact that, but that these things are legitimized. Like, Comic-Con is not like a 15-year-old begging his dad. He goes, like, it's a legitimate mm-hmm. business, and, and, and it's not, it's not a... All these hobbies, they're le- they're legitimized in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. I'd say uh, possibly as a uh, function of the internet. Because, very uh, much so. Because like, oh, well, this legitimate news page, it's just one more page. Here's a, a porn page. Yeah. And then here's one about uh, Wolverine. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so everything's everything's an e- kind of an equal playing field people- online. Being able to find each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's you no, know. You're not like somebody that's alone and... and, right. and Devoid of influence in a shack somewhere in Minnesota. So, uh-huh. No, I found I've, I've already found a chat room with four hundred. Do they still have chat rooms? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, with some <laughs> four hundred people. So any kind of anything you're into in the world, you could at least find. I bet you you could at least find five other people into anything you can come up with in the world. Right. Okay. I collect Riddler figures over there. I, I don't know if you saw or not. I see it. So um, you probably I, got you probably got two thousand six hundred people out there that collect specifically Riddler figures. I'd say that's probably about right. <laughs> yeah. So I picked Riddler because it's it's very specific. You know, I could have gone Joker. There's so much Joker stuff out there. No, I don't have too, too easy. I don't. Yeah, it's easy, and I don't have the money. Exactly. You know? But uh, Riddler, there's a, there's a, only a, only like mm-hmm. twenty things, <laughs> unless he's going to be the villain in the next one. Oh. And then it's just going to explode. Well, but then you were on board beforehand. <laughs> that's now you're that's like, right. oh, yeah. 
Who's got the OG Riddler shit? Time to make a few bucks off of it. OG Riddler shit. That is my rapper name. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So so okay. You got a degree in creative writing. Oh yeah. Um, so you're doing comedy in Chicago. Yeah. Starting in '99. Yeah. Um, when did you come here? Uh, 03, I moved out to. I'd been to Los Angeles, I think, when I was nine, uh-huh. to Universal Studios, and then just said, "I'm moving to Hollywood." <laughs> <laughs> You know, much like all the people I criticize now that are doing the same thing. Right. I just did. I will criticize people making the same mistakes I did. Oh. The drop of a hat. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Couldn't, couldn't they learn from your mistakes? Yeah, these kids, they, they don't know. They're not going to make it. Meanwhile, <laughs> I am hoping beyond hope. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess we've... Oh, well, um, to, to think, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just to, things are going very, very well. I think for you, yeah. no, right? I, I, comedy wise, uh, by the grace of whatever deity you want to believe in, it's yeah, yeah. I it, it's been good. Yeah, you, um, you got a, a CD out now on AST Records. Yep. called called Death of the Party. Yep, that came out a couple months ago. Yeah, and uh, you're apparently buddies with Mark Marin now. You're <laughs> on his podcast all the time. Yeah, well, twice, <laughs> twice. twice. Right. <laughs> Marin's a great guy. He's always so 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 grizzled around people. And then you're like, lighten up, man. You're, gonna, <laughs> you're, you're of your age. You got a full head of hair. You're in decent shape. <laughs> you got a, you got a car that's paid off. You're fine. Nobody believes you're upset. No, he, he's a he's a no. He's great. I'm glad that he's. He seems like he's really out and about more often mm-hmm. than what, or maybe I'm just noticing more. But well, he's I feel great. like he's so great to see live. Uh, I also feel like there was like when I first started being a fan of comedy, like in in the '90s when I first like had was exposed to cable and Comedy Central. Mm. Uh, I felt like I saw Mark Maron a lot. And then, like in the early part of of the two thousands, I feel like I didn't. I, I don't know. I, I, he was kind of not on the radar, yeah, or at least I, on my radar I, for a while. And I'm really glad because I was always a fan from back then. I'm glad that his his podcast and all that him going, you know, being on stage more. It seems like he's like really found a yeah an, another group of of fans. Yeah, and he's back. I mean, he's still at. You know, a lot of people. It seems like they won't do the local rooms in Los Angeles. I don't know if they feel bigger than that he's out at every room he's still gonna workshop material and he's still you know on point also another like i remember him from even the 80s watching comedy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. him being you know one of the main guys one of the main rant style comedians Mm -hmm. and you see people now where they're still kind of upset about things they were then because they haven't updated material he's just Mm -hmm. always right he's always relevant with his material i'm in the podcast obviously Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm, i'm just glad he's out there we saw we saw like an hour long uh, an hour long show that he did at the UCB. Uh, He's done in the midst of his. I think divorce. this was the scorching the, scorching earth, the earth one. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, that that was fantastic. It really was wonderful. But yes, uh, in that in that moment, uh, he he seemed very upset, and very <laughs> angry with his life. But uh, you mean it is one man show called Scorching the Earth? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He was. He had an angry bent on things. <laughs> but I, you know, I started talking about how things are going well for for you, Kyle, and we ended up talking about how things are going uh, well for Mark like, Maron. Uh, no, no, things uh, things are uh, things are. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I tried to explain to my mom in an email last night. She's like, "Were you excited?" I'm like, "I don't get excited. It's not. <laughs> you get excited for things like a vacation or, uh, <laughs> or so." You no, know, it's like no, I'm 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 very happy, mm-hmm. but it's always it's a 
the f- I, I'm happy that there's perpetual work, but there's uh-huh. no end point. Do you get excited about something where there's an end point? Like, okay, and I get off work Friday, and then Saturday we go to Hawaii or something. Right. Like that's what I define excitement as. Now I'm just uh, it's it's this uh, I'm I'm I have joy that uh-huh. I'm like oh and now this might pop up and it's a constant figuring out of things and new, writing new material. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going good. Yes, I I. I get paid to do to perform comedy, so I can't. That's great. Complain about anything in the world it's ever more, it's, again. It's more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do that. But it's still, you know, more than I've got. Well, let's so. get some. Let's get some donations to the podcast here. Hey, that's that's, that's, that's a that's. <laughs> this isn't usually when we bring up the donation drive. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. To add to the, uh, we we announced mm-hmm. some of the stuff that was confirmed for the prize packages for the mm-hmm. donation drive last week. Now we've got an autographed copy of uh, Death of the Party. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. which, by the way, is wonderful. I'm sure you probably don't. You you're just you're blushing already. I can. Tell. I'm terrible with with compliments. Okay, but it's criticism. It's, I love. It's, it's really you should probably trim your mustache a little bit. But um but uh, suck my dick, man. See, <laughs> this is where we get to have fun with it. <laughs> but uh but it really is is a, a wonderful uh a wonderful CD. Um with with, with the possible exception, exception's not the right word. But uh No, it is. Did yeah, you get into it? No, tell me. What 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 didn't you like about it? Did you did you name the tracks? I I picked out a track listing. No, well, but like, uh, but each no, like as from, far as I can Dream, tell, like it's from Dream Police. Okay, by Cheap right. Trick. Okay, I don't know anything about Cheap Trick, so I wasn't sure. I don't know uh, them. I I liked them, and I just think <laughs> I think Dream Police is one of the most terrifying songs ever. Like what yeah. a, what a concept that there's police in your dreams, man. <laughs> and then I just looked at the track listing, and I told the guys at AST, I was like, what if we just. Uh, We'll just we'll just take this from Cheap Trick, <laughs> and then they're like, "Well, you know, we have to edit the jokes then to fit the twelve So I was like, "Yeah, it's fine," because <laughs> it, it just seems douchey to name jokes. <laughs> yeah. Now let me. Okay, let me pose this to you. What is douchey? I call this one the antebellum tiara. <laughs> I'm not gonna name a fucking joke. It's a joke. It's a story. Nobody nobody tells a story at a party and then goes. I call that one Fuchsia Sunsets. Like you don't you just talk. You're throwing great stuff out there. I think now what you need to do, you need to you need to write bits to fit Fuchsia Sunset. And what was the other one? Antebellum Tiara? I, I yeah. think I think next time I'm gonna take a cheap trick album and then try to do jokes <laughs> specifically. I'm getting real I'm getting real weird these days. I'm I'm loving it. I'm love going pure concept album. I wanted, I honestly, one of my idea, I wanted to do a comedy album called Live at Budokan, <laughs> and then just go. But then I heard uh, Neil Hamburger did tape something in Malaysia, like went to Malaysia and taped his act or somewhere or like Thailand. Wow! And it's literally just a silent room with glasses <laughs> clinking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh goddamn, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so. Uh, so yes, uh, a signed copy of Death of the Party uh, will be uh, added to the possible prizes for the Battleship Pretension donation drive, and we'll give you the details of, of that uh, at the end, at of, the the end of the show. Mm-hmm. But let's get it. Let, let's let's get into it, shall we? Let's let's talk yeah. about movies. Absolutely. <laughs> now we, we don't we we don't have a, a specific topic this week because uh, yeah. you apparently don't know anything about movies. No. The, the, well, <laughs> you guys can have a topic, and I'll. 
chime in. <laughs> oh, man. Well, no, let's just... Well, oh, you've got some Columbia College improvising <laughs> experience under my belt. You just you zip and I'll zap and you zop. When, you know, um, we, we'll figure it out. When Freeze, I, who's got the baby here? I don't know what the games are. <laughs> <laughs> this baby's cold. Ugh, pass it along. I don't know how... I've cold ter- baby was a good, that was a good game. <laughs> you guys play cold baby in your improv class? <laughs> cold baby on the ceiling? What's it called? I don't know. Now, when we talked... At the uh, at the the public house bar in Vermont, this is before you forgot my name. Uh, <laughs> I'm a real real savage drunk. All you wanted to talk about was was Cannonball Run, which I've never seen. <laughs> wow, I can't <laughs> believe that this is these, this is your life. <laughs> I don't remember any of this. Cannonball this Run's is- a fine film. I think I'm this sure is turning is. into an intervention of sorts. <laughs> I remember that. We better get you... this Coors Light out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are pretty shitty at interventions. <laughs> it's very low level. Um, it's very passive aggressive. Let's talk about Cannonball Run had a little bit of everything for everyone in it, I think. Have you seen it, Tyler? No, I okay. haven't. So. It had boobs and drunk driving and Jackie Chan. Yeah. Jackie Chan's in that? Yeah. Really? It was the Asian guy. Oh, okay. Remember they had the, like those like the Night Rider, but it was a Honda Civic, and it was again we've never no, seen we, we've never seen the film. <laughs> You've never seen. I'm on a movie podcast, and I'm nervous, and you guys haven't seen Cannonball Run. Uh, the Sklars gave us. What uh, are we going to sit here talk about the conversation for an hour and a half? It's Cannonball Run. <laughs> oh Christ! Now what is Cannon? Let's let's break it down. Uh, what is Cannonball Run all about, Kyle? It's a race. It's a car race from one side of the country to the other. All right. So it's, it's like got De- Dom DeLuise in it. How much more do I have to sell this movie? <laughs> it's got Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. It's got Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. and uh, and, and Dean Martin as priests in a Ferrari. Uh, two priests in a Ferrari? I'm doing quotes that you don't even get. No, sorry. These rosary bleeds? That's from Blooper Reel. That's how big of a fan of <laughs> Take these rosary bleeds? <laughs> Oh God! It's Cannonball Run. <laughs> so but, I'm sorry. This podcast is just called me defending Cannonball Run. Now there's a sequel. Yeah, is that good? Part two. That's just the same thing. That's it's what they it's like Teen Wolf it. too. They just switched out the players. It's still a race. Not as necessary. Not as imperative. Now is it at all similar to Death Race 2000? I never saw it. Oh, is it is it is it more of a it's a mad 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 world? Kind it's of a thing? little bit. It's a little bit of that. Yeah, you're following. Uh, I can't believe I got to fucking explain <laughs> Cannonball Run. You're the only two people. Anybody listening to this book, I don't have to hear him explain it. I've seen the I've seen the film. All right. What, what, there's, what, there's a couple girls in a Lamborghini and their boobs hang out, <laughs> and they keep taking their boobs out to get out of speeding tickets until ha <laughs> the one cop she's a woman. <laughs> There's the rub. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since apparently That's a movie term, we are the only people who haven't seen the movie. Uh, what? Let's what take are, a call. What other what, what I other love movies? Doing that on podcast. Oh, what sorry, other I'm movies sure do you do you do you like? Do you uh, love? What, uh, what do you watch a lot? Strange Brews, a fun one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've seen not it? seen it. I, I've seen it, but it's been a long time. Strange Brews, good time. I just bought a a, a poster on the eBay. For uh, BMX Bandits with Nicole Kidman, <laughs> who's who's got that one, huh? Now, is that anything like uh, strictly Australian? Ah, okay. Yeah. Is there anything? But have you ever seen Rad? Have I seen, have <laughs> seen Rad? <laughs> Pulling stunts out of the cereal bowl. <laughs> it's all Rad. Now, which one is? Uh, 
Which one is? Uh, Are you asking which one is Lori Laughlin in? Because she's that's in red. The, that's the red. one I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, Lori yeah. Laughlin. Right. Okay. <laughs> Hollywood did not did not touch BMX. Other than that, but skateboarding, there's yeah. been a plethora. I was going to bring from, up Gleaming the Cube. Oh, and its and its predecessor, Thrashin. Thrashin. Yeah. That's right. Oh. Now that's probably with an apostrophe instead of a G, right? I don't even know if they put the punctuation. On. <laughs> Jeez. I think they just—they're just bad boys. Ah, that's pretty—that's pretty punk rock. That's yeah. Pr- yeah. <laughs> but Gleaming the Cube. Why? D- have you have you ever watched? Like Gleaming the Cube will show up on cable, but it's called like One Brother's Tormentor or something. <laughs> it's got it—it—it's it, it, literally like a strange korean conversion title <laughs> like the phrase didn't make sense in korea well it doesn't make sense here but then they can they, they they converted it back into english from whatever they thought it was in some other land and it's literally it really is called one brother's struggle over sorrow and i'm like this sounds terrible i put it on like this is gleaming the cube <laughs> And it's it, it, I, I I swear to God sounds like a Civil War film. It really and all of a sudden there's it just sounds like this is going to be some kind of subtitled weirdo thing. But Christian Slater and an Asian guy, you see it like it's got it's got to be gleaming cute, and you put it on it's like what what how is this? Yeah, so that's and then out of course there. there's sweet vengeance, and it's oh it's cuffs. Yeah, that's what it's about. Cuffs. <laughs> cuffs did it of a guy when he threw the lamp at the guy that was plugged in. I laugh at that one every time. I like it's a funny uh, gag. Now, no, David, I, I like the I like the note he writes uh, when he buys his his girlfriend flowers, or whatever, and the the guy's like, "What do you want the card to say?" And he says, uh, "Love and kisses on all your pink parts." <laughs> Christian Slater could have, if he held on a little tighter, he could pull. He could have pulled off a good Chevy Chase career. Right, he blew it. But isn't he on a show now, though? I don't know what he's doing. He's on a show that he was on a show, The Forgotten. I'm pretty sure it's canceled. Oh, really? But yeah, he's. This is not my TV podcast, which is called Previously On. That's right. uh, Oh, there's a whole. We're overlapping. But (laughs) all right, (laughs) sorry, sorry. And Christian Slater went from My Own Worst Enemy, which didn't last, to Mm -hmm. The Forgotten, which didn't last. Now he's got a new pilot that, uh, you know, maybe third time's a charm. Give him a chance. I, I've given it. I I liked. I I saw Cuffs in the theater when I was when I was younger. Yeah, and uh, he was the epitome of cool for me. Uh, well, I may pump up the volume alone. Heather's has that? always been one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, Heather's yeah. Favorite Heather's and I remember uh, there was um, because I thought Christian Slater was so cool. Um, I I was just like oh, I'm a big fan of him. I really like him. I, it was the only film mm-hmm. of his that, that I had seen. No, I had seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, in which oh. he played Will Scarlet, but. Uh, my brother, dad, and myself all went to go see Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a character in there, and you see him in silhouette. He's in one scene, and he's just saying, Hey, Captain, uh, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but uh, you're wanted like on the bridge or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm like, that's Christian Slater playing that one-line character. <laughs> and I remember both my dad and brother like, What, are you kidding me? That's... <laughs> You just like this guy like too much. <laughs> you got a real weird thing for a Christian <laughs> yeah. Slater is what you got. Yeah, and then I'm just like, I- I'm not crazy here, and uh, and of course the internet wasn't around. I could have looked it up immediately, uh-huh. uh, and then I didn't find it find out until much later. He did like an uncredited cameo uh, in Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. He's got one line. <laughs> is he is he friends with Shatner or is he a huge Trekkie or what? Why is he the only? I could as- I would assume huge Trekkie, but I don't know. I'm not as up on my Christian Slater as I used to be. <laughs> Did you? Uh, were you? Were you a fan of? Uh, was it? Uh, 
What was the uh, what, not welcome home, Billy Jean? What's the one with the other? That's a woman whose last name is Slater, who was in uh, a movie with Danny DeVito once. This <laughs> 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 has been Battleship Protection. She was in Ruthless People. She's in Ruthless oh, okay. People. All right, what you remember? I right? guess, yeah, yes. or know Saw of that one. Helen Slater. Helen Slater. Okay, and okay. Christian Slater, not siblings. And something Billy Jean, and they were they lived on a beach. It's a real movie. Don't what do I what do I have to do? Explain Cannonball Run to you jerks? You're gonna believe me when I tell you this. It was called and and no and, and Christian Slater stabbed somebody, so they went on the run, and she cut her hair and turned into this uh, rebellious uh, anti-hero to a lot of people. So wait, Christian Slater and Helen Slater were in one film? Yeah. Huh. But and Christian Slater stabbed some bully. And then, but yeah. the bully's dad was like a king of the beach or something. You're thinking of the outsiders. <laughs> no, it's no, it's no, it's like Stand by me. It's, uh, is it Stand by me? You're thinking of? Guys, <laughs> real dicks, man. I'm so, I swear to God. What? Uh, just give me. All right, we'll talk about something else. I'll I'll figure it out. Okay. Do you ever um, have a specific memory related to something? You're like, I couldn't remember anybody's name here. Talking about Cannonball running a bar <laughs> weeks ago, mm. but I remember very specifically. Going to the Glen Ellen Cinema to see Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, with my dad and my sister, and then going grocery shopping at Cub Food afterwards. <laughs> I'm for a... no reason. There's no need for me to remember that. <laughs> Nothing important happened at Cub Foods, and it wasn't that great of a movie. I have a surprising memory of uh, the layout of hotel rooms that I've stayed in, and it's uh, really? really, really bothersome because it's... I feel like I could probably be doing something better with these. With this memory space. You'll find at least five other people on the internet that have the same problem. <laughs> You'll have to find at least five other people. Two of them also have Riddler statues. <laughs> uh, but and one, like... of those, one of those is me. <laughs> I, I found myself. <laughs> there's like old three, maybe three possible layouts for a hotel room. How much space is this really taking up? Well, I tell you, the one that, uh, that made me realize how much I remember these things, I, was, uh, I had a layover... In uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, I, no, I gotta find this movie. I oh, okay. Find Billy Jean movie. Right. Um, I thought that you got bored with the conversation no, yeah, and was ch- checking phone. your phone. What kind of jerk? <laughs> what kind of jerk am I? What are you talking about? Your hotel? Uh, yeah, no, I, gotta, oh, I got a text message. I gotta return. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so I was flying from Missouri to Dallas, then to uh, Denver, and then when I fl- and then my flight kept getting delayed. So I missed my flight over overnight, and I was in Dallas. And so I went and stayed in a very strangely uh, arranged uh, hotel room. Uh, the architecture was strange, and where they chose to put the furniture was also strange. Like, you never really? see it. It was, it was all on the story. floor. Right? Jesus, all right, here we go. Well, you never <laughs> see a bed like in a hotel like right under a window. Like, that's, right. I've never seen that. It's okay. very strange. Was it a nice hotel? No. It's like a well, like a Best why. Western or something. That's mm-hmm. why. But I've stayed at Best Western before. And it's Texas too. That's true. I just I, you know I, was, I was down in Houston. I stayed at like a, a La Quinta Inn. That the directions of my college like, well, it's behind the furniture store. <laughs> <laughs> like anytime your hotel's behind another establishment, I'm, I'm like the window is half like half broken. I couldn't close it all the way. And it was cold. Did the GPS literally say that? All right, it's behind the furniture <laughs> store. I don't have a GPS. <laughs> uh, I, call, I, I would be willing to woman. bet that if you. If you moved the bed in that hotel room, mm-hmm. bloodstain. Oh, Do you ever look for him? 
Do you ever look do you? for I don't for creepy stuff in, like uh, no, no, I don't want to I don't want to know. Something. I'm I'm for the same reason that I didn't watch Food Inc. I'm just I'm happier not knowing. Oh, uh, do do you avoid certain uh certain media or shows or books because you're afraid I I felt that way about the book The Omnivore's Dilemma. I've had a couple friends that don't eat meat now because of that book. Hmm. And yeah, I'm scared I'd... to to read it. I think I'll always eat meat, but it's just uh Yeah, and Food Inc isn't going to scare you off meat. Okay. It's, it's not an anti-meat thing. It's just I mean, we talked about this. Uh, the listeners don't need to know. We talked about food in class. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I think I, cause I was, I was vegan for like two and a half years and, and I can't, you know, got over it or came to my senses or whatever. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Legend of Billy Jean, 1985. All right. Okay. That's Stop. the moment Tom Deloise, right? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> He's thrown down the mic. That's what yeah, that noise did that was. Read? Did that read on the thing? <laughs> Probably. Um, no, what, how, what you were vegan for two years, two and a half years, two and a half years. Are you yeah. vegetarian now, or do you no, eat I, everything? Or I, I eat everything. I had a I had a couple of uh, tongue tacos before you before oh, you showed up today. La lengua, yeah, those are good. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think I, I could probably read the uh, the omnivores dilemma. Well, what is that? I don't I don't know. I I I don't know specifically. I just know people have read it. You know, perfect people, perfectly fine with eating meat and everything. They've read it and uh, mm. said, "Nope, just, just about." You know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the treatment of the animals, but as far as what they put in the animals to yeah. make them bigger and more uh, fruitful to mm. to produce and this and that and har- harvest, for lack of a better term, it sounds uh, a great deal like Food Inc. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but Food Inc. makes it clear that. You can you can eat organic, right? That's okay. what like people are like. Well, if it's grass fed beef or something, they'll do yeah. it. Or okay. Otherwise, um, now uh, the question is this: uh, because I think this probably will spark the most conversation. Uh, what's the last movie you saw? I'm talking to Kyle. Uh, you uh, in the theaters? Whatever. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rewatching Into the Wild. Do you yeah. Know? I agree with everything in that movie except for the very end of it. <laughs> you, I know. I'm watch. I'm watching Into the Wild and also buying backpacking equipment at the same time. Hmm. <laughs> That's like watching The Descent and then uh, getting some caving stuff going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I don't getting... think they call it caving. <laughs> what do they call it? Spelunking. It's spelunking. That's a ridiculous word. <laughs> I don't caving, like saying. Caving it. is a caving is like a being emotionally susceptible. <laughs> oh, right. <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do this and weekend? Need, I went caving. What, you stayed in your room and cried? What happened? You, you need equipment for that. <laughs> you, you do. Yeah. I was going to go splunking, but then I caved instead. <laughs> uh, oh. Well done, Dave. Yeah, I like that one. That was oh, good. Right. I think the podcast is over. <laughs> Kyle, thanks for coming. End of a clever note. <laughs> um, no, no. We, we've got uh, probably about 25 more minutes to just totally peter out. All right. I'll, ex- <laughs> I'll explain Cannonball Run. <laughs> No, I, I I I was watching Into the Wild more. I like the subject matter. I just like somebody freaking out and saying "fuck this." Yeah, and then uh, I mean I don't I don't agree with it. I'm not completely anti-society or anything. Yeah, but I have a little soft spot spot in my heart for people who do decide to make that move. And what I like about that movie is that it really lets you uh, sort of make up your own mind about how you feel about. About this guy and what he did. Yeah, you know, the the movie just sort of stands back and shows you, and and you can decide if he was being 
irresponsible or if he really had it figured out or, or what it's up to you yeah it wasn't grizzly man where i just laughed my ass off <laughs> through the whole thing like every time he's like that there's a there's a that's that one's mr chocolate and that one's squiggle ears they're they're grumpy because there's no food right now i'm like your lunch you motherfucker your lunch you dipshit oh my god the whole time i was dating a, a a girl at the time, she's like, it's sad because he just wanted to be with nature. I'm like, oh, go to hell. He's lunch from minute one. <laughs> minute one when they're interviewing people that dropped him off. I'm like, oh, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> Everybody I do I do feel bad for the man because I think he clearly had some uh, some issues, some emotional issues. Uh, well, I th- and I think, who doesn't? I think, I think Werner Herzog <laughs> made the right move in allowing that movie to be funny. He didn't try to take it. I mean, yeah, yeah. He makes the, the fact that the guy's the guy died sad, but well, it's I don't like, think that he allowed it to be funny. But he basically gave you the facts, right? And yeah. if you choose to laugh at them, so be it, because the facts are hilarious. <laughs> oh, I you're, you're, a, I agree you're, you're like a waiter in Long Beach, and then all of a sudden you're going to commune with grizzly bears. Get fucked. You're you're dead. <laughs> Everything about that guy's life is hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry to of be his, of his life, yes. What about his death? <laughs> Double hilarious. Oh man, He's, what, what, who was it? He was eating the bear was eating the, the oh and whatever oh whatever sad sorry dumb broad he dragged out into the woods oh. with him, and so he what she's hitting with a pan or something. That's a cartoon. He's, you're hitting a bear with a frying pan. Don't eat us. Oh, let me hit you with a cooking utensil just to rub it in. Oh, this still has seasoned salt on it from the dinner we had, from the salmon we have. Actually, this pan even smells delicious. I'm just waving delicious scents in the air, trying to get you off of me. I've just, I've just fragranced the air to make this even nicer for you to eat us. Oh God, it's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. Oh my gosh! I'm not going to remember anything I talked about. Tonight. <laughs> well, that's that's a shame. You got a nice little uh, minute and a half chunk on Grizzly Man there. <laughs> it's exclusive for the show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. No, I was, I was passionate about it when that came out. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, and a uh, friend of the show, Jason Eek, and I watched it with uh, with him, and uh, he actually found moments that he was positive were intentionally funny, but they weren't necessarily. They didn't necessarily have anything to do with the guy. They had to do with Werner Herzog's narration, yeah. Where the guy will be talking. I don't. What is the name of the guy? T- Timothy, Timothy Treadwell. 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 Yeah. Um. So uh, Timothy Treadwell is saying something like, "It's like, oh, you know, the, just the world is so beautiful, and I just, you know, hey, I really love it out here. It's really wonderful." And then it'll, and then like his his audio will fade out, and then Werner Herzog's narration will come in, <laughs> and it'll be, and of course it's him with just that accent, uh-huh. just being like, uh, "This is uh, Timothy, and I disagree. <laughs> I think I think the world is hateful." And just like, and just made me like, did you Jason see his, found it hilarious? Did you see his Antarctica documentary, uh, Encounters at the End of the World? No, I didn't. No. He talks to this guy who's down there, just sort of like taking care of and studying he's just like a guy studying penguins and he asks him like to his face like how often do you find instances of insanity in penguins (laughs) 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 what what was his answer (laughs) uh i i i i I, I don't really remember (laughs) how often are penguins nuts (laughs) What answer can you give? I just like I just like the idea of the guy just screwing with Werner Herzog and being like one hundred percent. They're all crazy. <laughs> They're an unstable species. 
<laughs> oh my! Who gets that dressed up with nowhere to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh, um, I did. You know what I watched? Uh, what's that? The other week, uh, and I'm probably even going to pronounce it wrong. Uh, Factotum. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, the Matt Dillon Bukowski type. Y- thing, yeah, right? and it's it's. It's ble- is the second time I watched it. The first time I was like, ah, it's a little slow and this and that. And the second time, there's this one shot. Like, there's, there's something great about when somebody just can shoot, just gets a shot where it's like you just laugh at the image of it. And there's nothing. And it's just uh, uh, Lily Taylor. They're in like a taco place. And it's just a stark, it's one table against the wall, and the stark white wall, but the murals of like. Dinosaurs eating tacos or something, and you could <laughs> yeah. tell it was clearly there before. Yeah, and it's just, but it made so everything leading up. It's like you don't realize that everything was leading up. Like this is this bleak lifestyle. Them like trying to get into cars, taking cigarettes out of ashtrays, and and then just the, this one shot. It's a, it's a, it's like a wide shot of her, just this m- mural of like Godzilla eating a taco <laughs> behind her, and her at a table like, picking at her nails or something. I just. It just got me. I just laughed, just blurted out <laughs> laughing. It was like, oh, this movie's actually pretty great. It's got some <laughs> slow parts. With it. This is exactly the kind of just, just bleak, hilariously bleak. Like very few people could get that right. I think and it's just, you know, it's, it's like a like Big Lebowski or something where it's just like in the grocery store. And just, oh, it's just that's I love that stuff. You don't have to, doesn't have to be jokes all the time. Just a shot can do it. Just one visual. All right. <laughs> rambling about movies that I don't know about. But. That's fine. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the funniest part mm-hmm. is the Wiley Coyote-style crash of him into the billboard. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't make it not big and bang. No, yeah. it's so just simple. Like when Wiley Coyote would fall, that was the funniest thing in those cartoons. It was just a little cloud of smoke, which illustrated <laughs> yeah. just how far he fell. <laughs> and I remember when I was a kid, they changed it to make it a big explosion. I was like... You're fucking this all up. You're screwing up everything that was funny about these cartoons was how bleak it was that he would die every time. <laughs> or, you know, d- die in cartoon land every time. Right. Yeah, it's uh, almost the... If they just treat it almost as a matter of fact, uh-huh. somehow it's funnier. Oh. Um, we talk about... Frequently we talk about uh, the Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, uh, after after the big chase through the mall and Jake and Elwood, are, they're back home... And as they are about to walk in, the old man yeah. playing cards goes, "You give me my cheese whiz, boy." <laughs> and then Elwood just throws it to him, and then they, then the scene goes on, uh-huh. and just like they, you know, uh, I think I think it was I think it was Graham Elwood who was talking about just how if they had made that film, if the film was worse, they would have had like, oh, here's a cut to. Uh, John Belushi being like, "What? Why would he have that?" But it doesn't. It yeah. just—it's like, "Yes, I have your cheese whiz. Here you go." But it's all silent, and it's just—it just, just goes right over it. Well, yeah. Just skims right over it. You could hear somebody saying, "Well, but but some people might miss the joke." Then so what? Yeah. <laughs> shit. If some people might miss the joke, <laughs> then the, then that then that's their fault for not knowing that that it's a joke. I mean, well, but even there's even stuff in life. I was at, back when I was in Chicago. There's a Going back to comic, there's a comic book store with big murals, like uh, like bad kind of you know trashily done, but you know mm-hmm. with earnestness or whatever. But like a big Spider-Man, and then a little gap, and then a big 
Batman, and in the little gap, there's just like the oldest lady <laughs> leaning there with a walker. So it was like this parade of superheroes with just this beat down old lady waiting for the bus. And it was just like, oh god damn it! I wish I had photography skills and could because it was the most beautiful sight I had seen in months of just this old woman between superheroes just. <laughs> Waiting for my super bus, <laughs> but that and that reminded me of that shot from Factotum where it's like, oh, it's just beautiful. It's so it sums up everything without you don't know you don't need words you don't need anything. Do was that shot in Factotum? Do you think it was supposed to be funny, or do you think you find it funny? I think that whole movie's pretty hilarious. <laughs> okay, I mean, come on, Bukowski's hilarious. I mean, it's not is uh. Slap you in the face, people falling down, but it's mm. it's funny. I mean, it's bleak. It's it's I, mm. I guess caustic. It's, it's kind of caustic. Yes, yes. I guess it's dark humor. Mm-hmm. But the idea that he's constantly he's not a likable person. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to like him. Mm-hmm. He's just supposed to go look at this putz that keeps <laughs> just getting drunk at work and getting fired. There's nothing to feel sorry about here. <laughs> I really want to just laugh re-watch, at it. Uh, rewatch Barfly now. I haven't seen that. I've forever. never seen Barfly. Oh, it's I good. haven't either, actually. Oh, really? And I love movies about people drinking. I don't <laughs> drink, but uh, I enjoy. Uh, well, I wouldn't say I'm living vicariously because it's always like Lost Weekend or Leaving Las Vegas or Affliction yeah. or something. But it's just it, that is like a subgenre that has always appealed to me. Usually because you'll see some, like some of the best acting. Out of that, but also some, admittedly, some of the worst uh, over- sure. overacting as well. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But Somebody gave me a, a friend gave me with nail and I. Oh, and but he gave it to me on VHS. I'm like, I how am I supposed to watch this? <laughs> so you haven't watched it yet? No, it is great. Yeah, it's hilarious. And this actually, uh, it's it's odd because uh, you and I started talking before uh, the show, uh, and uh, and you mentioned VHS. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring mm-hmm. this up very briefly. Now you mentioned that you don't know if you've ever. Whoa, my gosh! Hang on now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, man, I was going to throw it to him within like three seconds, and now he's gone. <laughs> he's gonna... Okay, <laughs> he's back. He's coming. He's on his way. Oh, but the refrigerator opened again. Uh, play by play, everybody. Um, so you were talking. Oh, jeez, it's always something. It's like American Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that was, that was a, a plastic bag. Took a while to get to the ground. Yeah, That's what I have to explain things. <laughs> I pointed. <laughs> hey, guys, look at that. Wow, it's <laughs> the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Um, but uh, but you mentioned that you actually, and it's something that's very foreign to me because I own a lot of movies. Um, that you don't think you've ever purchased a movie? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever bought a DVD. At that that, I almost bought one last night called Joe Kid on a Stingray, which is a BMX documentary. <laughs> because as I've mentioned also before. My life now is just a time capsule of what I wish I was when I was 15. Mm. I'm still I was doing that while simultaneously looking on eBay for Vision Streetwear high tops. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I honestly I I sit there I look at uh, there's old BMX bike websites that I'm like I could probably afford one of these now. I'm like, I, you can't you can't buy a seven hundred dollar BMX bike, you dumbass. You have to you have to go to the dentist. That's what you have to spend your money on. Not a not an original PK Ripper. That's very but, uh, specific. Oh, if you, oh, I will get very I will get very specific. <laughs> When it comes to BMX, like you're saying, like nerds are empowered now, like comic book things. Yeah. And nerd, 
I am a nerd about stuff that's so uh, 80s BMX bikes. And, uh, like that's the only thing I can really speak with authority on. <laughs> well, we'll save that for my bike podcast. <laughs> I think I think I'm going to have a very I, I want to put together a very short lived. All 80s BMX bike podcast. <laughs> hey, anybody out there 38 and actually has free time to listen to a podcast where we just talk about how Ron Wilkerson had that one two hip contest in his backyard and the ramp was warped so everybody kept crashing? Yeah, that's specific. In Austin, they put the ramp on a barge. Bad idea because it shifted. <laughs> I will find five other people on the internet that know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, they're, they, they all listen to this, oddly enough. <laughs> Those are the five people. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I've never bought a DVD. Uh, yeah, I don't w- watch, uh, like I was saying, a, mm-hmm. a movie coming on cable or TV or, or being in a friend, it's, it's like a special gift. Like, oh, it's on at the time when I wanted to watch this special. And then when you have it, you could watch it whenever I don't watch it. Yeah. Hmm. Bless you. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I remember. I remember thinking that. Yeah, you. You uh, earlier you compared it to uh, a song being on the radio, mm-hmm. and uh, and when you have the song, you know, ready at a moment's notice, uh, it's not as special as when you're driving along. Yeah, and then the song comes on, and as David would say, "This is my jam." Oh, and, uh, no, no, and good, then you, good phrase. Yeah, and then you think like, "Oh man, good." You know, my day's going well. Like I do have. Speaking it's of, special for you. It's like a gift. Yeah. Speaking of like specific memories, I remember uh, I was um, I was driving to school, uh, high school, and uh, and I was I, I hate I hated I didn't like school and I didn't like driving to school. That was my that was usually when I was at my most memorable. Uh, memorable. I'm sorry, miserable and maybe memorable. But you had a car in high school. I did have a car in high school. Yes. So yes. you already went up. Yeah, I, I did all right. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so I uh, but I was just like ah. I gotta go through a whole day of school, mm-hmm. and uh, and then um, time is on my side. Came on, Rolling Stones. Yeah, and I remember being like, I love this song, and I was in a good mood all day. But uh, and so like I understand what you're talking about. Just like it, like you said, somebody said having a bad day. Why don't you take this? There you go. That's for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, but the better like a song's three minutes, whereas a movie's two hours. Right. And right. also. <clears throat> Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit here, which is why I wind up starting movies at midnight when I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not going out. <laughs> but then I fall asleep halfway through movies. That actually reminds me, your story that reminds me of uh, one, of my, one of my favorite movie moments, which is in Jerry Maguire. Have you seen Jerry yeah. Maguire? Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. Yeah, I we agree. Can- but when he's in the car, he's in a great mood, and he's trying to sing along to the song on the radio, and he realizes he doesn't know the words. Uh-huh. So he keeps just like flipping through stations, stations until he finds a song that he knows the words to, and it ends up being <laughs> ends up being free falling, yeah, yeah. which has nothing to do with his situation at all. He just knows the words, so he's screaming along. That's a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> being able to do something mm-hmm. is kind of empowering, even if it's just so. Like I was, uh, I I play a rock band with my friends, and uh, and I'm the singer. Because I can't, I, I I don't have the coordination to do the drums, and <laughs> yeah. and just the guitar part just seems too boring or too challenging for me. Probably hurts your fingers too. <laughs> it probably hurts my fingers. I've got very sensitive fingers. Shut up. But what about this Go. finger? That's very sensitive. It's his middle finger. Yeah, yeah, just for the, for the listener at home who couldn't figure that out. So, um, but anyway, uh, and I was so, and you know, I flipped through. It's just like can't sing that, can't sing that, can't sing that, can't sing that. 
Kenny Rogers, the gambler. Oh, <laughs> just, which I, can't, is, I can't not sing that. <laughs> I can't resist singing that. I, that when when people talk about like guilty pleasures as far as like music, that's the first song I go to. That song is not. It's somehow not great, but I can't stop listening to it. And when I saw somehow that somehow not great. Yeah, I don't. Th- <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. You all right there? It's <laughs> got timeless advice. Go on. No, explain. But there's explain actually no, so there's a. I can't think of who it is. There's a comic who has a bit about how that's like the worst, like most just facile poker advice ever. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you know when to hold them and no one to fold them. It's like no, those are the rules of the game. That's not really <laughs> advice. <laughs> I wish I wish I could remember who did that because no, I that's can't take credit one. for it. Well, but 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 why why are you so? Why? Indifferent towards the song, yet like it. I, I I have no idea. I think maybe because it's just because it, it's one of those like old story songs. Like it's like um oh, this I uh, met this gambler and he gave me this advice and you know and in his final words he gave me an ace that I could keep and just and the yeah. ace is the advice that David was talking about. Yeah. It's just really <laughs> I'm sorry. And then he dies. Yeah, he dies. Yeah, and it's you know and sleep rhymes <laughs> yeah. with keep. Absolutely. <laughs> the end of the song. Yeah. It's a great. Uh, I I don't know if you're. You, you said you're 28. I'm 28. Yeah. Have you gotten the? I've really and it's it's this liberating point where I would still like. I always list like guilty pleasures were only guilty because you're afraid to let people know what they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you know you're singing to the worst music you could think of, yeah, yeah. And, and you roll up the windows at a stoplight, so I go, I don't want people to know I'm. Yeah. <laughs> and I finally turned the corner. It's like I don't care. Some people had it all along their whole life, just mm-hmm. never cared what people thought. But I always, I always thought I was trying to uphold some kind of image. And now, honest to God, Katy Perry's "Hot and Cold." Mm. I, I haven't heard it. Oh, oh, Jesus! It's like for. I will go first, like, can I, if I can explain how much of a dude, I will go mountain biking, full safety gear, knee, mm-hmm. elbow pads, knee pads, helmet, everything. And I will be doing stuff I'm proud, like, stuff I would have been afraid to do t- 10 years ago, but I'm mm-hmm. getting this weird middle age empowerment thing mm-hmm. with Katy Perry. And there's, there used to be a fear, like, what if I crash? And I hit my like the last thing I've ever heard is is a is a dance number is a club mix. <laughs> but now I just now I couldn't be happier. I was actually listening wanted- to actually just garbage music because you could because it's made for you to enjoy. It's it, it's mm. just it's 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 a it's a whopper with cheese. It's just you you're going to like this. You know, it's because <laughs> it's crappy. It's odd that you mentioned the idea of getting in a car accident and dying, mm. and the last thing. Um, <clears throat> Because that's actually that, along with uh, the fact that when I was in Missouri, uh, Skinner's uh, Sweet Home Alabama was on both classic, both of our classic rock stations at the same time. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I think I'm done with radio for a while. Um, but the other reason was I was listening to, uh, well, I wasn't really listening, but Bob Seger was on the radio, and I'm not, <sighs> I'm not a fan. And um, whoa, I'm, <laughs> man, I'm sorry. No, go on. It's uh, and I realized, like you know, if I got in an if I got in an accident, I was just and somehow the car was totaled and I was dying, but the radio was still on. Like I don't, 
I don't know if I want to die listening to Bob Seger. I'd me, rather die listening to something I actually like, and my, that's when I stopped listening to the radio. My fear is not, like, what's the last thing I hear. My fear is that I get into a car accident and they find the Counting Crow CD in my <laughs> CD player. I had, uh, <clears throat> I had a joke that was based on a true story. I used to live in Highland Park in Los Angeles, uh-huh. which is, like, this is a pretty rough. It's the avenues, the Avenidas. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, on, it's on the Gangland show. Uh-huh. Not where I live, but I had to drive through it, and I was <clears throat> just jamming Go-Go's Greatest Hits. Sure. <laughs> and uh, drove through, like, saw one guy kind of scrambling in some bushes, and I'm like, yeah, what's that guy doing? And then drove about a half a block and saw another guy behind a car, uh-huh. and the joke was, like, me singing. <laughs> I was singing Vacation. <laughs> like, Why is that guy holding a microscope? And I look, it's like, oh, no, he's got a gun, and they're shooting at each other. <laughs> and I'd just driven through a shootout. <laughs> and it was like, what if I got shot and crashed and that paramedics would show up? And, like, judging by the music... That would that would gauge the priority you would be and who they're gonna save in the scene. <laughs> like, oh God, there's this person, this person, there's this fucking asshole listening to Gogo's greatest hits. <laughs> to hell with him, you know. Like, like, and I thought about that, but then now I, re- I'm like, I would absolutely, I don't want to be stuck with my own thoughts <laughs> when I'm dying. I would rather have like a like a nice a song that I like, like. No, things are gonna be like that. Eh, take my mind off of it. This is this is horrible. I'm dying. <laughs> give me a uh, give me something I could uh, tap my uh, yeah. foot to. Well, that's a bad use. Yeah, you're in a car. Don't don't do that. You could wind up getting an accident. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I like tapping my foot in traffic. Like, yeah, that's something I could tap my foot to. My insurance is so high. <laughs> a lot of fender benders. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no exactly yeah like what but now but but it's this liberating place where i don't care yeah, okay so this is, is are movies like that now have you found yourself that you're so hypercritical of things being a fan of it that at a certain point like sometimes things are just made for their candy they're yeah. just they're sweet and they're bad for you but once in a while you're like oh yay i like it like just some big action movie or something like that something with explosions and it's just like oh this is so ridiculous i love it it's funny because with the with the music i am would you know i have the the guilty pleasures thing but Mm -hmm. with movies i've always been kind of what you were talking about some people have always been i just i don't care what people think of my opinion in movies you know i i love uh i don't know what's a bad action movie that i love Torque Com- Commando Torque Torque is like the perfect <laughs> example for you, David. Thank uh, you. Did you ever see that one? No, no. Is there anything like Commando? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It has a scene where people, two people on motorcycles, are essentially like doing like kung fu on with the motorcycles. And that, that's the kind of movie. It it's is. but it's it's a no, it's that point where somebody's telling you a story that's so <laughs> clearly bullshit but you're just so but they do it if they do it with enough charm you're like keep going yeah <laughs> i want to see what your crazy brain's going to come up with i don't believe anything but i'm charmed right and that's the thing i think i think there's a lot of charm lost in this stuff i mean there's some mm. stuff like when somebody knows like listen we're making a real bullshit movie where things are going to explode. There's going to be tits. There's going to be some bad jokes. We just have to do all three of those things as big and ridiculous as possible. Then I go, okay, I'm you, on board. It's when somebody really 
thinks they're making a piece of art mm-hmm. when it's still like a, a like like a, a Michael Bay thing where it's like it's still we're still making a this is still the story is really the core of this no it's not <laughs> you had a ninth grader write this you it, know it's another great not, I'm uh, sure this has been covered by uh, another great action movie with explosions and bad jokes though no tits is uh the rundown with the rock and sean william scott it's great that? have you seen it and C- christopher walken's in it no it's uh sean william scott plays like a a rich kid who i always like that guy and stuff. yeah that yeah. guy's always funny he like runs away and he's a he's in brazil like trying to sort of make something of himself and his his rich dad sends sends the rock who's like a mm-hmm. bounty hunter down to brazil to get him i like him too yeah. yeah and and they end up uh there's like this these sort of evil Diamond miners, or is it? I can't remember what. What does it really matter? No, it's not a diamond because it's Brazil, but yeah, they're like. And uh, Christopher Walken is like the head of the like evil miners, and uh, uh-huh. and the Rock has to like kill, like fight Christopher Walken and his like legion of bad guys. It yeah. is in this little like Brazilian hamlet. It's fucking awesome. And it's just it, it, there, there's something to be saying. Well, did you just have a good t- like? It's not like I went expecting a great movie with a wonderful story, and then. Was let down uh-huh. by an action. It's, I just want to go see something apeshit crazy. Yeah, on a big movie screen. And if I walk out going, "Man, that was fun." Then, yeah, but then, the, then mission still, accomplished with certain things. There still has to be, I think, there has to be a skill involved. Just a lack of self seriousness or lack of, of yeah, uh, yeah. There's definitely a way to sell it. That like, did you see uh, Drag Me to Hell? Oh, I had so much fun seeing Dragon Hell. See, like that's that's like the perfect. I watched it with my wife, and uh, I liked it so much, and she so didn't. We actually got in an argument, <laughs> but um, but it's one of those things where part of me is like, I, I shouldn't have expected her to like it because this is for people like me who understand that Sam Raimi can be a brilliant director, mm-hmm. and he is brilliant in his desire to just be like, I'm doing nothing important here, not even a little bit. I'm gonna have a lot of like. Uh, gross liquids going in this girl's mouth yeah. and, uh, you know, including like embalming fluid and stuff. It's going to be really horrendous. And uh, that's all that matters. And uh, and then just bringing the style, his sense of style to that. And it's just it's it's a film that means absolutely nothing. And I love it. That movie <clears throat> made me and I don't want to sound I'm not gonna pull. I, I want to. I only want to go see horror movies at black movie theaters now because <laughs> because I went and saw it at the ArcLight and everybody's very you know. Oh. Mm-hmm. But there was there was a, a in in the row we were sitting. There's about f- uh, five uh, black teenage girls, and they made that movie because and but because that movie is especially made it's made for you to go oh fuck you this is disgusting <laughs> but then everybody at the arc line is like oh this is really a, this is a crazy movie but these girls were just like the one girl she's you know the part where she's trying to get in the car yeah and the one girl just yelled out bitch check the other side and i'm like yes she should it's absolutely what she should do and they knew it was it was the it was the most fun I had a movie theater, and not to not to uh, you know lump it like it's a it's a race thing, mm-hmm. like oh, but but clearly there are certain demographics that are much more active when watching a movie than say people that would go to the ArcLight <laughs> to see a movie, and for horror movies, 
to see people that are like they're 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 so uptight. I saw Paranormal Activity, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where people like would get oh, and then they'd lean in like that part kind of really scared me. That part right there, and they'd whisper. It's like no, act scared or <laughs> yeah. act act flabbergasted or act like oh bullshit. Like when it's a movie that's made for a reaction out of people, yeah. react to it. You know, don't. Uh, but drag me to hell was the best because these girls were just like fuck you. Oh, it's your life. Save your own life. And they're young. I'm like she should. She should absolutely do it. I couldn't have more fun because that. But that movie was designed for that. Yeah, you know, it was it was it was designed like get excited like old movies like Friday the Thirteenth movies where you. Mm-hmm. You know, go oh hell, and just throw popcorn at people. And <laughs> I miss that. That that that. Not sure if I would enjoy that. I mean, popcorn's well, very expensive. Well, <laughs> well, these days, you know, you don't throw your popcorn. You <laughs> right, right. Take your friends and throw it at somebody. <laughs> but yeah, I, I miss go. I miss when there were dollar fifty shows. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and and you could just you would go in there with the intention of just. There's nothing more beautiful in Los Angeles when a movie's clearly going to be ridiculous mm-hmm. and the vista i think is the best for this in los Feliz, uh-huh. where everybody shows up knowing they're going to see a bad movie and then just decide to have a blast i saw <laughs> i saw day after tomorrow <laughs> and people were lap people were rolling in the aisles nice and that's like yes there's a bit this is a, a very expensive b movie i well, oh go ahead I, I was gonna wrap up <laughs> oh okay uh yeah we should probably wrap I up think, it's yeah, well i think we've, we've learned some yeah. important lessons about uh about Kyle? enjoying yourself absolutely in the movies you know? because I, mean, I said black movie theaters is that why it got too real <laughs> we're gonna have it to got cut too that. real we're gonna have to cut this whole section out <laughs> da- david david already has so much stuff against italians that like <laughs> oh let's get into it let's run another hour let's do a two-parter <laughs> but uh but yeah so um so real quick uh about the donation drive yes um will you explain the whole rules because you're handling all that Okay, just like everything else, <laughs> that's that's about right. Um, you did uh, you did set up the program, uh, the Garage Band program, uh, correctly, uh, and I did not, David. Nice work. So well yeah, I, I, nice work. I like to occasionally pitch in, but as I've said before, I'm essentially just a personality on on this podcast. Man, you sure? <laughs> I don't you're really a, do a lot of work. You're a cut up, David. Okay. <laughs> um, but the uh, okay, so basically, here's how it's going to work. Uh, we're going to do this through the end of uh, April, right? Um, and basically, w- here's what you do. You go to battleshippretension.com. You click on donate dri- uh, donation drive. It'll give you two options. One is the one-time donation. And if you give, give us $5 or more, all right? Your, your name is in the... Uh... Your name will be entered into the raffle, and uh, you could win, oh, my gosh, any number of things. Autographed uh, Kyle Kinane CD, autographed Behind the Mask, autographed uh, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer by Doug Jones. Um, uh, Graham Elwood CD. There's a whole bunch. I can't even, David. I can't even remember them. Yeah. All Why right. did Doug Jones autograph Rise of the Silver Surfer? Because the one, it's what I had. Oh, but he plays the silver. <laughs> he plays the silver surf. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Doug, different Doug Jones, not comedy Doug Jones. Oh, actor Doug Jones. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, whole different thing. I was yeah. thinking. <laughs> I have two. I have two Facebook friends named Doug Jones. That right. led to so much confusion. I was, I was in an acting a, class with Doug Jones. He 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 was in Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> he was the Silver Surfer, my friend. <laughs> Shit, um, man. He was pretty good. Not bad. Scenes with him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him being a particularly limber guy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was um, but uh, yeah, that's a good call. Yes, Doug Jones, the actor, okay, has okay. signed Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, <laughs> yeah. and he plays the Silver Surfer. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's that's the raffle. Now, 
the one-time donation, that's one option. Yeah. You can go $5. You can go more than that. Don't let us stop you. <laughs> Five is not the ceiling. It's the floor. And so, um, but there's also the donation subscription. And basically, David, how would you describe that? Okay, oh. you, you, you sign up, uh, you, you give them, you know, PayPal account, bank account, yeah. credit card number, whatever. It takes, for this over the course of the year, it takes two bucks out two dollars, a yeah. month. Two Absolutely. bucks a month. You don't, you don't even feel it. You don't even feel it. <laughs> you could and lose $2 and not, not be angry. That's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, that's kind of what they're signing up to do. Because um, <laughs> is, is, this is kind of a loss. I, the way, that's what I consider it. <laughs> we're but, operating uh, at a loss here, guys. <laughs> right. But uh, we're at like a, some kind of entertainment deficit. Um, but anyway, so if you sign up for the donation subscription, uh, your name will be submitted twice. Two times. Doubling your chance to win these fabulous prizes. Yeah. So. So, yeah, that goes through April, so we'll be bugging you about it for another month. Oh, my. Yes, so, we will. So, uh, other than that, um, you can get us at uh, battleshippretension.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, find us on iTunes. Uh, email us, David or Tyler, at battleshippretension.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other podcast is called Previously On. Uh, Tyler's other podcast is called More Than One Lesson. Uh, I'm on Twitter at The Pretension. Tyler's on Twitter at More Lessons. Yeah. Kyle, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, at at Kyle Kinane. On Twitter? On the Twitter. Okay. Do you have a website or anything, or is it all Twitter with it's you? It's KyleKinane.com. com and <clears throat> at Kyle Kinane. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, 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 Spo- spoiler alert. Dom DeLuise does not win the Cannonball Rub. <laughs> Why am I even going to watch this thing now? But... Uh, uh, because Dom DeLuise is in it, fair trying enough. to win the Cannonball. <laughs> for, for the, I, I will say for those on Twitter, Kyle Kinane is a, a worthy follow. Yes. You, you oh some, well, thank you. You get some, some good stuff there. Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Kyle, for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. It was yeah. great, and uh, we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>